Hey, you okay? Oh, damn enchiladas! Oh, you gonna be all right? Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Season 5 of the longest running Roy Bones, Bones, Roy Burns tribute show, it's the damage slot of the podcast, where shenanigans, hijinks, horror movies, video games, television, comic books, beer, rum, tequila, wine, scotch, ah, whatever, come early, come often, mostly Easter Standard Time, anyway, I'm Carlos Rivera, Adam Griffin. And the third part of the triumvirate, the thirds, Robert Christie. Follow us on the Red Hot Twitter machine. Handles in the show notes and the show at It's Them Damn. And on Instagram at It's Them Damn and Shadows Podcast. Gentlemen, it is a new day. It is a new beginning. It is a new era. For the first time in a long time, I can thankfully say my president's not an idiot. You know... For, for the past five years, actually six years, I've wanted to fight a specific set of imagery of, uh, let's see, the, the 45th occupant of, of the White House coming down that dumbass escalator to announce his candidacy, and he said some hard shit, and uh, uh, the people... Uh, uh, showed that he um, um, they, they liked the racism and all that fun stuff so for five plus years I've been wanting to fight this imagery of this walking jalopy of a person <laughs> coming down this escalator slow as can be <sighs> and now I get to put that imagery out of my head because he's gone and I'm very happy. So yes, it's a good day. As we like to say, he gone. He gone. He gone. Hi, Rob. Hi. What are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts are: uh, fuck that twice impeached private citizen living in Florida. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, that was that was short and succinct from Rob. Yeah, yeah. It is a new. It is a new day. It is a new day. Let's see. Let's see how long this lasts. Yes, it is. Because we're here for week three of it's the damn history of horror. We take one Rob the Third's Christie through our choices for what makes up you know it's kind of general makeup of, of the horror movie genre. Uh, first week. He took on the Gates of Hell trilogy. Second week, that was Reanimator in a little film, which was what, Rob? Brain Dead. Ah, yeah, good paying decision. Good job. Good also job. known as Dead Alive. There we go. There we go. Okay, that's good. That's good. Proud of you. Um, during this journey, uh, should Rob fail to get a pick correct, a point goes on the board. That point escalates. The strength of the hot sauce he had to take at a time to be determined. Uh, as of last week, since he missed the guess, he has one point up on the board of hot sauce of doom. So right now he's on uh, El- the classic. Okay. Right, right. You're on the classic Fresno um, garlic. So not too bad. Not too bad. You know, not too crazy. That sounds delicious. It 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 is. But you may not even get to taste it because <laughs> you're definitely not going to go perfect the rest of the way. Uh, yes. And oh. currently, uh, yeah, yeah, you might not. Yeah, we, we don't know. It, it might be uh, might be crazy sound times here. Uh, so, Rob, you got uh, you, you're currently within the realm of the podcast episodes itself themselves. You are at a negative two 
in, in your point totals because what happened is uh, anytime we feel like it, we hit you with negative points. Um, um, there's really no standard reason. We just do it because because it makes it fun. Keeps you on your toes. So to go to zero, really quick, uh, can you tell me the three stars of the movie Slither without looking at your screen? I, there's nothing up on my screen but the Twitch stream. Okay, okay, here, I'll, I'll do this for you. So you can't see my eyes. This is the easiest thing! It's Nathan Fillion, Michael Rooker, and Elizabeth Banks. Should I count it? I mean, why wouldn't you count it? Yeah, okay. You hang on. <laughs> it's written down in my notebook too. So, should I take it back for cheating? Yeah, I don't know. You got a notebook? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to take notes so I wouldn't just you know read y'all a book report again. Oh, no one's got time for that shit. No, apparently. Well, I got highlights. Maybe those fifteen people that downloaded the episode last week. <laughs> All right, so okay, we'll, we'll go, I'll put you at zero, but uh, you know, we reserve the right to, to start hitting with negative points anytime we want. Um, so you had two films. What were those films? Those films were Slither, came out in two thousand and six, and The Void, which came out in twenty seventeen. All right, we're gonna go chronologically once again. So tell us about your experience with the movie. Directed by James Gunn. Starting the three. Uh oh. Am I gonna have to mute you, Rob? Like, you <laughs> wait your turn. I wish I had a little red light, so you just the bang, just red light stop. Do I need Hold to on. use the raise hand function? I might have. You know what? As a matter of fact, we're not on Zoom, so I don't know. How it, it's fine. He'll, he'll get the timing down. You know what? Here we go. I, I like that, buddy. Oh, boy, this is, now we're now we're getting crazy. Uh, directed by James Gunn, starring three aforementioned actors, came out in two thousand six. Slither, Rob, start wherever you want. Just let us know how you felt. Uh, Slither was a really fun experience. Uh, there's definitely some some uh, some effects that were uh, yeah very unfortunate. What's the first uh, the first effect that comes to my mind when it comes to Slither? Uh, it's to jump to the middle of the movie, but it's definitely Brenda exploding into uh, hundreds, thousands of worms, roughly. It's a lot. It's yeah, a it's a, a it's a lot of worms. It's enough worms to infect all of the town except three people. Actually, so- not immediately, but you know. All right, so the, since you jumped to the middle, um, do need just to, to set up why and how Brenda exploded, just so people can get a visual as to why this specific moment is now embedded in your brain. The uh, the inimitable Michael Rooker drunkenly stumbles into the woods and finds a uh, finds some what I'm going to call eggshells. Then he walks off a little bit and finds what I'm going to call a pulsating egg. And for some reason decides it's a good idea to poke it with a stick. Pulsating egg responds by a, first a little projectile looking thing pops out of it. And he keeps just kind of standing there staring at it. And then the projectile flies into his belly and burrows its way into him in a matter of minutes. Minutes. Seconds. We get a cool x-ray image of the whatever the hell this is burrowing up into his brain. And... uh Possessing him, for lack of a better term. Okay. Then, uh, you know, he does normal stuff, like making a nest out of compost and uh, buying as much meat as he can get his hands on. Meat. 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 Okay. <laughs> Locked what? up his basement. <laughs> That's what happens in a movie. Yeah, I know. Meat. Why'd you say what? Because I want... I want it. Forget it. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for your input. I was hoping... Whatever. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> I'm cutting all yeah. this up. <laughs> and uh, our friend Michael Rooker, whose name is Grant Grant in the movie, which is just perfect, <clears throat> starts to deteriorate, becomes more obviously something not of this world, uh, impregnates, for lack of a better term, another citizen of town, poor Brenda, 
takes her out to the middle of nowhere, and uh, she becomes... What's the best way to put this? A worm farm. Yeah, that's it. That's the best way to put it. A worm singularity, perhaps. I guess that's fair. And uh, the worms themselves are actually, I think, kind of a neat effect. I'm guessing, is it entirely digital, or is it a mix? Uh, it's um, a mix. It's a mix. Oh, here I thought they actually found these worms somewhere. It's all practical effects. It's all practical effects, yeah. Pure just, practical. They just, they just found these giant worms out in the wilderness and just started filling them. What happens if we unleash these on a small town? Oh, they crawl into everyone's mouths and possess their brains. They literally have brain worms. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, when they're first hunting down Michael uh, Grant Grant, excuse me, and he's turning less and less human, there's a line that I have to touch on because it made me laugh out loud pretty hard. You LOL'd? I LOL'd, yes. Hmm. I almost LMAO'd, but didn't quite get there. Well, it's, it's almost hard to do, but... When uh, the mayor of Wheelsy, which is just a pretty good town name, says something to the effect... Uh, someone mentions that uh, Grant's turning into a squid in front of a, in front of a civilian. And the mayor's like, no, she's going to spread a hysteria. Why don't you say he's got Lyme disease or something? It's just like, okay. I don't know much about Lyme disease, but I'm relatively sure your bones turning, your uh, limbs turning into tentacles is not one of the symptoms. I mean, let's not diminish Lyme disease now. Oh, Lyme no, no. disease is a bastard of, a, uh, yeah. of an illness. You're going out in the woods, wear, you know, wear, high, wear high socks and boots and shit. Protect your skin. And carry a big canteen with you while you're at it. Yes, that's right. Drink it on the air while you're recording a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. forget that this microphone actually picks up that noise, so I need to not do that so much. Oh, feisty Griff. But um, yeah, and these things just get things just get worse from there. The whole town gets infested. They come up with the uh, they Nathan Fillion comes up with the theory that uh, a grenade or they use a grenade to destroy the original mass, which is Michael Rooker, which is Grant Grant. The only the reason they come up with this is because another one of the townspeople who gets infected, Kyrie, uh, has a worm partly into her mouth and she sees visions of its origins. Another planet. Shit's horrible. Uh, the worms overrun the whole thing. Basically, either everything gets eaten or everything gets turned into worms. Or if you prefer, worm food. So this is like like the brood. This is like, in the, or more along the lines of the phalanx. Where they just take over shit and go from planet to planet. It's like Galactus. I'm going to name every Marvel thing that just destroys everything. Alright, I'm done for now. I mean, more or less, yeah. They just bounce from bounce from more of the world, destroying everything on it, or converting it into more worms to then launch out into space and uh, ruin everything else. Nathan Fillion leads leads the charge. Basically, everybody in town except for the mayor, Elizabeth Banks' character. Why am I so bad with names? And uh, <laughs> and Kyrie end up end up infected. The mayor does end up infected after he gets yelled at for being a quote damn Republican because he is judging the other zombies as they are described by the closed captioning. So I don't know if that's correct why, or not. So why do you have closed captioning? I always he, have captions on. To, to to better pick out the dialogue. That's yes. That, that's what people. That's what people do now. No, that's not what people do. But yeah, yeah it is. It's nope. what I do. It's not what people do. It's what you guys do. Well, I don't. I don't do it, but I know that people do it. Oh, then it's what Rob does. Yes. I highly weird. recommend it. No, it's not weird. You're just making it sound like it is. Anyway, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm on to you. 
What's <laughs> about time? <laughs> All right, so they go to they go to destroy Michael Rooker. Uh, succeed after Nathan Fillion gets stabbed by only one of the impregnating tentacles, so he's not impregnated himself. He sticks the other tentacle into a tank of gas. Michael Rooker fills up on the gas, gets shot, explodes, and burns. Nathan Fillion char- Nathan Fillion's character doesn't die. Everyone lives happily ever after. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. There is a post-credit scene because it's a James Gunn movie, so of course there is. Post-credit scene is some is uh you get a repeat of the incident with Michael Rooker in the near the beginning of the movie, where a cat walks up to a lump of whatever's left of him, and whatever's left of him shoots the projectile into the cat. Presumably, that happens off camera. So. Which leads me to ask, was there ever a follow-up to Slither? No, because it was a box office failure. Ah. And this was back in the era of 2006, and uh, such films did not get a, uh, a, a moderate, did not get a, a campaign, um, a vigorous internet campaign to either add footage to make it a four-hour cut or to uh, get a sequel going. We were, we were before those days of entitlement on the internet. So um, who knows what can happen uh, after the suicide squad comes out and James Gunn is once again, catapulted into the upper echelon of geekdom only to be uh, harangued and sent to pasture for his tweets yet again. So who knows what's going to happen? We don't know. We don't know. You know, harangued is such a good word for an unfortunate incident. Well, maybe not that unfortunate. Sometimes it is. I mean, listen, you bring it upon yourself. Sometimes. I, and to be honest, I don't remember what James Gunn said. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's, not, that's not very that's not That's not for this podcast. Because it was trifling. If I don't even want to bring it up, you know, there's some issues. It's true. But uh, he was held accountable, and uh, now he's on to... to uh... Oh, <laughs> One la- There's one last thing about Slither that I would like to mention, again, because it, it drew a nice, nice big belly laugh. There's a kid that Nathan's, that, uh, Nathan's Fillion character calls, or says, and I quote, Gina in front of. And that kid is listed in the credits as Gina Kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good line. That was a good line. It's good. I mean, Nathan Fillion in a movie, unless the writing is total shit, is going to have some good lines. Even if the lines are just super average, he's going to make them good. Yep. Those are what they call facts. As the kids say. Facts. Hashtag facts. So what do you think of the movie altogether? Um, I thought I liked that movie. I'm glad that I have a copy of it. So I can go back and watch it again. Good. Good. Glad we could help out. Glad we could send you on that path. All right. So that was Slither. That was Slither. Uh, you see, you're at zero. I'll give you a point for your recounting and recap and, uh, and your general approach to the movie. I will give you two points for keeping that under 15 minutes. <laughs> I did it. Can I do it twice? Should we find out? What was the second movie, Roberto? The second movie is The Void. came out in 2017, which makes it the newest movie in this series so far, I believe. No. Yes. Yes, it does. For a second, I thought it was a liar. Uh, The Void's... I will say this about The Void. Two things immediately that stood out to me. One... Its tone is significantly different, significantly uh, less comedic than Slither. Not that I really think Slither was entirely a comedy, but it had a lot more funny moments in it than the the Void did, which had uh, none, none funny moments. <laughs> which had zero, none, none. The Void, and the other thing I noticed about the Void is that it starts fast. First 15 minutes of the movie, three people get killed. 
Uh, and the first one gets killed by being shotgunned in the back and then set on fire. So the movie just immediately kicks into overdrive and kind of doesn't slow down much. Actually, really well paced, in my opinion. But So we go from the lady being shotgunned in the back and set on fire by a pair of what seem to be hunters at that time in the movie. You don't really know the nature of these two men, except that they're willing to shotgun someone in the back and then set them on fire. Which does turn out to actually be a pretty reasonable approach, given what happens later. Uh, is that foreshadowing? That is foreshadowing, yes. Picking up on all these, you know, or, uh, terms. You know, or spoiling, maybe, you know, depending. Well, I guess. Well, considering you jumped to the middle of the first movie. That's yeah, true. I, I did. Was gonna say I did do that. This one I'll try to be a little more linear, but, you know. Um, anyway, you go from Lady Being Set on Fire. Cop finds a dude on the side of the road, takes him to the hospital. Uh, where there's a pregnant lady and her grandpa. And that's also important later for a variety of reasons. A little bit after that, um, you see one of the nurses just stabbing a random dude right in the eye. And that was a little, I'm going to, uh, I'll be truthful. That was a little bit hard to look at. Not like super bad, but I was like, oh God, when she was just really slowly pulling the pair of scissors out of his eye socket, I was like, oh, okay. This is, this is where we're going now. All right. I get did it. You, did you look away? No, I did not look away, but I did do this. No one can see that. Why do I've got to stop doing that? That's I, I flinched. I flinched a little bit. You're back down to two points. That's fair. <laughs> but actually, actually, the worst part of that, like the scissors are bad, but then you, she turns around and you see her face is all is all bloody. And that doesn't make any sense until you see her uh, picking at it. And she's like, this is not me. This is not who I am. This is not my face. She goes at the cop with the scissors. And uh, poor Daniel has to shoot Nurse Beverly. Now, who's that Daniel? Is. Daniel is the cop. Okay. Isn't he, is his name Daniel? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I just wanted to, to get that in there since you yeah. just dropped Daniel in there. Don't <laughs> nobody know who he is. So Could be Daniel from Daniel the Lion. Could be just random Daniel hanging out at the hospital. Damn, Daniel! So could we be know. Daniel, could be Daniel Kane from, you know, Reanimator. Who knows? Ooh. It's not. <laughs> Ooh. I, I kind of want to give you a point for uh, bringing up last week's movie. I think I, yeah, let's, get, let's put him back up to three. I think that was well played. That was well played. Yeah, you're back up to three. Good job, Rob. Hope you don't lose that point in five minutes. Five minutes. If I make it five minutes, I'll be happy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're still talking about this movie in five minutes, we got a problem. <laughs> okay, now I just messed myself up because yes! I had I was on I was on a line and then yes! nope. Yes! All right, avoid. Got it. Three kills in the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, we we got that already. Yeah, during the first kill, you see you catch a glimpse of a black triangle painted on a door, and that becomes important later on because. Not to jump, but I'm going to jump. Uh, eventually, the hospital that they go to is surrounded by motherfuckers in white robes with those same black triangles on the on the kind of unfortunately shaped hoods. <clears throat> let's, uh, let's 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 take a pause real quick, and uh, I need you to do something for me. What's that? I need you to define unfortunate. Unfortunate. Oh, the unfortunately shaped hoods. No, just unfortunate in general, because I've heard it three different times already. And three different uses. So, <laughs> in this case, I mean, they unfortunately look like they're wearing clan robes. <laughs> and it's unfortunate it's a, that I broke loose on that one. It's 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 unfortunate that I'm the nice one. All of a sudden, <laughs> it's a new day. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right, so they got the clan outside. Yeah, white-robed cultist jerks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel, the cop, goes outside for. Oh, he goes outside to try to use the radio because he can't use it in the hospital. Uh, one thing I will mention real quick: any any movie or game that uses the radio static uh, kind of horror trope effect immediately gets a thumbs up from me. So. 
So I appreciated that. He goes out to his car, tries to use the radio. It still doesn't work because, you know, the interference is not natural. Dude in the cult robe shows up, stabs him right in the chest. And I'm and when that's happening, I'm thinking, fuck, man, this, I, I thought this was the main character. He's gone already. But he throws him off. And I do have a, a bit of a question there. Was the uh, cultist actually trying to kill him there or was the the knife that he stabbed him with the thing that gave him visions of the void? Well, uh, uh, well, you can go either way, but considering how uh, how these cultists generally operate, he was trying to kill him. Okay. That's kind of how I felt about it, too, that it, it was supposed to be left sort of... Because uh, it was... Yeah, because it was, it was just a, like a knife or a kniff, if you pronounce things wrong. Okay. So I feel like you're the only person that ever says kniff. I have to, you know, I have to, uh, I have to make sure I leave my mark on the world. So Not to be confused with knish. No. Because no, those are delicious. No, those are delicious. Yeah, you don't want to eat a knife. No. 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 Well, yeah, it looked like a, just a, a, a regular. Regular ass knife. A regular knife for stabbing. And not a, uh, a a cultish knife with ruins and etchings on it that could be used for magical properties. So yeah, I think it's just trying to kill. Him. It definitely yeah. wasn't a pear knife either. Well, no. After, <laughs> damn it! After Daniel gets stabbed, he survives because he's the protagonist. He's got to survive through at least most of the movie, right? But he starts seeing shit. He sees this kind of. Just this large vision of an, uh, this rocky, empty, misty space, I want to I wanna call it. And he starts seeing some other shit that happened in his past. In the meantime, his, uh, his wife has gone hunting for medical supplies. And uh, something bad happens. Something bad involving a doctor character who was earlier stabbed in the throat. But he doesn't stay dead. He didn't stay dead at all. So they what, disappear. What did he? What did he do? Yeah, and in fact, since 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 we're at a turn where a character doesn't stay dead, uh, just you can skip around and, and tell us exactly what this doctor's plan is. This doctor's plan. We're just skipping it. Yeah, we're we're going ahead. What am I doing? Uh, the doctor's plan is to return his daughter to the world. Because at some point earlier in his life, uh, he had a daughter who died. And in his words, it destroyed him. But then he was blessed. Blessed by who? I don't have a clue. But uh, they're on the other side of uh, a gate. Yeah, I don't know why I had such a hard time coming up with that word. They're on the other side of a gate. You could say that they exist in what's the title of the movie? I believe, uh, yes, they exist in the void. Wherever the void is, we don't know. I assume that it's, you know, either it's either another dimension or another, just another planet, just someplace that we don't know. I mean, if that's if that's the criteria we're going by, that could be like, you know. South Jersey. It's true. It could be Newark for me because I've never been there. Well, I had to bring up Newark. Because it's the only part of New Jersey I know the name of. Wow. Doc and a point. I'm taking two points. Oh, oh, okay. So that's three points gone. Hey, guess what? I'm back to negatives. Yeah, I am. I'm a negative one, right? Oh, you're zero. No, he's a negative one. Oh, is it negative one? All right. <clears throat> you ducked one, and I ducked two. Oh, okay. Sorry. That was within five minutes, too. <laughs> yep. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> the doctor is trying to bring back his daughter to the world. He was at some, at some point after his daughter died, he was uh, presumably communicated to by whatever it is that's living on the opposite side of the void. Opposite side of the void. Fuck. It's okay. That's... Semantics. Okay. Keep going. Okay. Like, no. Okay, carry on. I was gonna say something, but no. So he's 
And you may be wondering, well, how's he going to do that? Well, the first it seems like the first thing he's trying to do is he's trying to use the nurse, not the nurse, the other doctor. Um, not going to remember her name either. Daniel's wife. Because nothing says respect for women like referring to them as somebody's wife and not by their own names. <sighs> he takes her down to the basement that even the other... Even the other employee of the hospital doesn't know exists. And bad things are done to her. It looks to me like she gets converted into essentially a, a cocoon. And uh, Daniel does not react well to this. because, and But Daniel does have a way to respond to it. And he, uh, he asks her several questions. Uh, hold on a question. Like, what? <sighs> You just right. saying, hold on. You just saying that he 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 reacted a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. What what happened to her again? Speak wisely. She was she already dead when he did that. You phrased it in a way that that made me almost hit you with ten negative points. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, he hit her with an axe like ten times in the head. Thank you. <laughs> Unnecessary I, I apologize for that attempt to be clever. <laughs> Unnecessary use of vernacular. <laughs> ten points. And he, yeah, he, he. You're fine. You're still there. Oh he boy. Took, he took the fire axe to her multiple times to because and if y'all watch this movie, you see that visual, you'll know why because she is very clearly in some like horrific state between life and death. And maybe also just being kind of a cocoon for something else. So Daniel wasn't having that shit. Meanwhile, up in the hospital, a pregnant lady is in a real bad state. Her her little sub story is actually actually does a really good job of building tension because you're just like, oh shit, there's just this random person who's pregnant at the hospital. They you know, they've done nothing wrong. Why are they here? Why are they involved with this? Well, and then you find out whose uh, whose kid it is. Like you know full well it's a horror movie. And if they're it's, a pregnant person, they've got some fucked up's gonna some happen. Devil seed inside of them. Yeah. And and she does. She has she's carrying the doctor's baby. Which causes her to at some point in her uh <laughs> As her pregnancy progresses throughout the movie, she uh, she gets up and cuts her granddaddy's throat, ear to ear. And uh, I think it's worth pointing out, his corpse, does his corpse ever get up? Because I don't think it does. No. So, uh, so she did him a solid, I guess, in that she didn't basically leave him to be a, uh, to be a vessel for the, uh, for the void to invade. We cut back down to the basement. The hunt, the two hunters we met earlier are down there having all kinds of problems. It becomes very clear at that point that probably everybody is seeing shit that's not really happening. Uh, visions from their past are haunting them in particular. The old, the old hunter, the only one who actually speaks throughout the whole movie. Tries to kill the one who never says a god ex- who says excuse me like four words in the movie. Does he? No, no, he never says anything, does he? He can't because his his uh his throat is no it got partly cut, and apparently it got part cut enough to ruin his vocal cords, so he doesn't speak. That character is also probably the smartest one in the whole fucking movie, <clears throat> and I say that because when he's fighting off the. Uh, the invaders he actually he doesn't just shoot them in random places he either shoots them in the head or uh down around the ankles so they can't at least they can't walk towards him now why why do you think now this is just a general question now why do you think in most horror movies that people don't think about that like because no fuck that like if you see someone coming at you right it's probably easier to hit them in the leg than it is to hit them in the head. Right. Probably, yeah. And you know. as we as we learned from um Chappelle's show, anything under the under the waist 
is not considered attempted murder. It's true. It's true. Sure. Same. Where was I? Oh, there is a note that I have here that I have to refer to. I wrote, quote, unquote, birth dash hell no. And what does that mean? Uh, that is referring to the shot of, of, uh, God damn it, I can remember her name. Dan's wife, again, uh, looking very pregnant, but then something just, just maneuvering, uh, trying to, trying to literally claw its way through her belly. And that was just like, uh, uh-uh, no, please stop. And that same effect happens again. When pregnant lady makes her way down to the basement, finds the doctor who has by then entirely shed his skin and is just fully empowered, I'm assuming, by the void. And then uh, his daughter, or something that is supposed to be his daughter, pops out from her belly. And boy, oh boy, that's a that's that's a hell of a visual. His newly born daughter starts to chase the hunters. Old one gets set on fire. On purpose, because they're hoping that it will also kill his, kill the uh, the alien that is uh, the doctor's daughter. Whose name is Sarah, if I remember correctly. Why? Why does my brain not want to remember names? Whatever. Let's so, move on. So, so, you take notes, right? I know you would think that I would write, well, down, would write down the names. the names. You would think that I would do that. And it's another negative point. That's yeah. So we're back to where we started at negative two. The doctor. <laughs> the doctor uh, has one of his cultists. Or no, no, excuse me, not one of his cultists. He has um, the pregnant lady before she gives birth. Stabs Daniel right in the back. Just almost buries a knife to the hilt in his back. But manages to miss his spine, so he doesn't. So he's not paralyzed, and he doesn't die. That would just hurt like hell, and probably kill you eventually. But for the moment, he was alive. And the doctor tells, basically tells him he wanted him to live long enough to witness the birth of his, the rebirth of his daughter. And uh, he does, and is understandably looking pretty horrified on top of being in extreme pain. Doctor keeps talking shit, and then eventually he turns to turns to the wall, which is painted, which uh, painted, which has a triangle on it. Drops to his knees and starts chanting, and then the gate opens. Fifteen bonus points if you can do the chant. I, I cannot do the chant. Still at negative two. All right, yeah. but I appreciate the opportunity. Daniel, don't, 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 Daniel, patronize me. <laughs> Daniel musters up enough courage, enough life, frankly, to get up, pick up the axe that's nearby, and stick it right in the doc- doctor's shoulder. Doctor doesn't give a fuck. Grabs Daniel by the throat and says, if you let go, you can be with her. Referring to his, his wife. Daniel starts to, it looks like he starts to give up, and then he starts glaring at the doctor and like, hell no, you're not going to just do this to me. Plants his feet on the ground and shoves both of them through the portal. And because I wasn't looking at the time, I figured, oh, this is the movie just going to end on that note? Because fuck. But no. For one thing, it shows it shows basically that wing of the hospital resealing, like disappearing back into wherever the hell it came from, I guess, even though it was physically there. But regardless, uh, Sean, the mute hunter, running away from the reborn daughter who is crushed to death in a wall. He escapes. The other, the other nurse who's there lives, or nurse in training, I should say. She lives. They're the only two survivors at that point. And then it cuts to a shot of the void that Daniel witnessed earlier. Daniel's standing there with his wife. They're holding hands, staring at this enormous, smo- ominous-looking, smoking black pyramid. And then we out. That's that's the end of the movie. If there, I hope there's not post credits in that one because it, it wasn't in the one in the place I was watching it. It did not have anything post credits. No, you're good. Okay. So that's 
presumably they could if you know there had been money if there had been enough success for the movie they could have definitely followed it up because you had four four potential characters there to uh to build a sequel off of not to mention the whole you know other world pyramid wherever the hell that ended up being yeah they said um i was reading something today actually uh because it's by uh they're saying that uh there is they want to do it but it's like a rights issue so it won't be anytime soon that's unfortunate well you know how it is yeah uh another solid movie uh when i got done watching this one i and i i know that i sent this to y'all in a dm but i want to say to the audience uh, i noticed my heart rate was like noticeably up because they did they did, in my opinion they did a really good job of just kind of building tension throughout the movie they didn't you know hit up any cheap jump scares or anything like that so i was just it's the type of horror movie that I find more and more I really appreciate. Well, we're we, only on week three. We're we only thought, on week three. Yeah, There's so much more, so much more to experience. And I, despite the fact that I know at some point, probably multiple points, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get hit by the hammer, so to speak. I'm still almost looking forward to that, just because I want to see what finally does it. What actually. <laughs> I realized by saying this aloud and on the record, I have truly fucked up. Well, we uh, we already have all the movies picked out for the season. Yes. Oh, okay. So it's we're not going to change unless so um, probably unless I start talking mad shit. (laughs) No, 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 no. Um, basically, unless you can't find it to stream anywhere. We did have backups. Yeah. So, um, as a matter of fact, we're going to go into now the part where you're going to say or try to figure out who picked which movie. And after that, we're going to tell you a quick little story. Okay. This is where y'all where I'm waiting for one week, y'all, to have had one of you give me both movies. I'm just suspecting that that might happen at some point, but. I wrote down my guess, and then I second-guessed it for like an hour, and then I said, fuck it, go with your original guess. I think Griff gave me Slither. You think I gave you Slither? I think you gave me Slither. So, uh, you remember how you said you you second-guessed, and you went back to your original pick? Yeah. Well, guess what? You should have gone with your second guess. I picked Slither. God damn it. Moving on up. Now we're at rank two. Sauce tolerance. Right, right. Wait, let's 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 look at rank two's. Uh, what is rank number two sauce? That's a good question. Um, but originally, it was not supposed to be the void. No, it was not. Um, if you want to do bonus, well, no, you you can't really do bonus homework. But it was going to be the thing. Which but I ruined this? that. By having actually seen it before. Right. Now, had it been the thing, would you have guessed? I think I still would have guessed that Griff gave me Slither. And to be perfectly honest, I can't even tell you why, because it is almost purely a guess. Well, I do own Slither. I do like that movie a lot. As a, so, so Griff introduced me to the movie Slither. And has become one of my favorites. Fair. Um, That's a fun movie. It's a really <laughs> fun movie. And you're zero for two. Yep. You are now at Dawson's Shawarma Sauce, so you're still you're still doing pretty good. That's you know that's that you know you have two wrong, so that would be the type that you'd be eating right now. But listen, you have a long long season ahead of you. I thought we gave you two easy ones to start the two weeks to guess, and you're just yeah, you're not, you're not. This is I'm not, not good at this. It's only going to get harder. It's not that you're not good at it. It's that um, I think 
You're not the, good at it. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I really thought that's what you were going to say. <laughs> it's not that you're not good at it. It's, like it's, not, that you're, it's not that you're not great at it. No. Uh, <laughs> I just got to get to a rhythm. Uh, but um, we're going to go back to the question from last week. If you could have any character swap places, um, what would that character be? And, and here's a new one, a new twist. What do you think their character arc would be? in the movie that they find themselves in. Who would I move to what movie? They're so, so different in tone. I mean, of course, that's why you have to invent, you have to make a new character. So Nathan Fillion, the cop being, uh, being Daniel. It would definitely change the tone of the movie just because that's what Nathan Fillion does. But he could have pulled that off. It just would have been a much different it it might have been interesting to see Nathan Fillion try to pull off that character arc for uh for Daniel. Cause uh I don't think I've ever seen Nathan Fillion do anything all that fucking serious. Like there were episodes of Firefly where he was definitely a more serious character, but I don't know, man. I think that's what I would do though, just to be because you know it's not my money that I'm spending to make this movie, so I want to see what this man can do with a, with an entirely different tone, of a of project. Oh, that sounded very strange, but well, you, you tend to do that. How about you, uh, Mr. Rivera? Who would you move to which movie? Why are you asking me questions? It's my I don't show. know. I'm trying to segue in a semi-professional way. Well, um, but you're just gonna say, "Well, leave it to the professionals." <laughs> I I didn't even think about that. Um, that's a good question. I guess if Grant Grant ended up being the monster that came out of the void, that would have been cool. Like you know. The sentient being having been possessed inside the void and then coming out. I can see that happening. Okay. Um, I would put Greg Henry's character. Of course you have to go with Greg Henry. Into the void and just have a bad time. Once again, okay. not believing anything. And just just, just just screwing things up for everybody else. What's his name again? Jack McReady? Jack, uh, yeah. uh, Mayor McReady. Yes. Yeah. Mayor McCready. That man has an extensive uh, IMDb profile. He has done a lot. Yeah, I've seen him everywhere. Like a bad rash. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bad case of Lyme disease. She'll be fine. You guys have Mr. Pibb. Mr. Pibb is the only cola I like. <laughs> I, my favorite part of that is the lead up and then the hissy fit he throws in the back of the police car. Like, all this bullshit. There's no goddamn Mr. Pimp. It's like, whoa. Okay. Cause you, you know why? Because you could actually, like, what's the word? I got, uh, look, I'm you now. I can't even think. Um, it's unfortunate. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is the word you want sympathize? <laughs> yeah, sympathize. Like <laughs> sympathize with the man. I'll just cut it. Forget it. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> it's been a long day. All right. So, we got Void. We got Slither. We roll on to week four. Next week. Uh, any final thoughts, Rob, before we, we head on? I'm looking forward to seeing what week four brings. Okay. You know what? I kind of wanted to look at that too. Let me go look at the list real quick. Let me go look at this. <laughs> Just to clarify for the audience, I don't get to see the list ever. You don't even, yeah. He doesn't get to see the list, and he gets the movies told to him by Mark. So I can't be like, well, Adam sent me the movies and he sent me uh, Slither first, so I'm gonna get none of none of that shit, which is probably better for me because my brain would be like, wait, these were presented to me in this order. That must mean 
despite it having just not a damn thing to do with what's going on. Um, pretty much. Well, all right. Yeah, you're fucked. Yeah. Okay, so I just, I, I just looked at it again. Yeah, you're you you my friend. Oh my god. I may I in say something real quick about a DM that you sent me right after Mark sent me the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Rivera sent me a direct message on the Twitter machine that says, and I quote, I feel sorry for you right after Mark sent me the two movies. And I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> because um, we had just finished mapping out the entire season. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now. The entire season. Yep. All uh, the way through. Well, all right. All the way through. It was still uh, very funny. The timing was just like, oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so really quick before we got here, uh, we have a voicemail. What? Yeah, that's right. We have a voicemail. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play this. That's right, I surprised you. Got you. What? I got you, I got you for this purpose. To read the transcript of this voicemail out loud. Uh, before I uh, actually tell you, tell people uh, what to leave on voicemail. Uh, our voicemail comes from here uh, uh, in my home state of Maryland. Um, no name, uh, but the transcript of it is as follows. Extending or reinstating your car's warranty. <laughs> and then it cuts off because it's a damn robocall. So if you guys have a voicemail to leave us, uh, do so at 443-906-0040. So uh, I don't have to do that again. Got me. And with that, this has been another episode. It's the damn it's lots of podcast. As always, a big thank you to podcast producer for the stars, Mark Warren, who has been responsible for making us sound oh so spectacular. So thanks, Mark. You got it. Until next time, have fun, stay safe, be wary, wear a damn mask, and hydrate, 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 hydrate. Carlos, yes. who's gonna fight? These damn bots. These damn bots. That's good. Mr. Thirds, what you got before you go? BFL, friends. See you next week. Wait, what? What? While we work that out, uh, thank you for listening. And goodbye. Bye.